Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. We are the weekly Sunday edition of the fabulous Michelle Miao Show on the Progressive Voices station on TuneIn.com radio. And it's really great to be here because this is our first um, episode of November Two months. We are winding down, Mr. Kenny. Kenny, my producer here in the studio. We're winding down uh, for 2016. The time has flown like no other. And it definitely is flying because this is also my first episode returning back from the glorious Hong Kong. And I am jet lagged like nobody's business. So, um, so bear with me, ladies and gentlemen, if I seem to fumble over words. Well, you're probably like, well, I always fumble over words, so so I don't know if that's going to be any different. But I'm sober. I'm not drunk or anything. <laughs> I'm not doing, none of that is happening. I'm just a little, you know, China is 15 hours ahead of us here, and it's an 18-hour flight um, to Hong Kong. So Lord knows, you know, um, I to and fro, I'm, I'm a little jet lagged. But I'm glad to be here, and always, it's always great to do the show because we always have such wonderful guests, and they kind of, if there's any funk that I am in before entering the studio, let me tell you that by the time I am finished with the show, I am generally on cloud nine, and I think today will be no different because I've got people from uh, on the show that will represent the music uh, world in the literary world, uh, we'll have uh, later on the program someone to kind of be at my uh, to represent my BB's bundle of books segment that I love to do, but I don't get to do quite often. But you know what? Going into 2017, ladies and gentlemen, I will promise you that that will be changed. I'm going to increase my reading and therefore have more people who are authors and have messages and stories to tell and, you know, whether fiction or true for you on the show. But, of course, I always gravitate to the thing that I love the most, which is music. So we always will have, um, continue to have people on the show uh, that represent music, which I think is the language of the world. And uh, today is no different because I am joined by a phenomenal singer, um, and and um, I... Uh, can't even tell you more than I can show you or let you hear about it Um, because he just uh, completed having a number one uh, song on Billboard Dance Charts with uh, Tony Moran, who's a two-time Grammy nominee for his production of uh, music. And um, he has just released a brand new single again with uh, Tony Moran. So I'm talking about Jason Walker, and he is going to be on the show following me playing his brand new single called Say Yes. It's just that simple. Say Yes. Here's Jason Walker with Tony Moran. Oh, no. 
how we start off a show say yes that's tony moran featuring jason walker who we happen to have on the line hello there dear how are you all the way I'm from good, new- baby. how are you i'm fine all the way from new york city Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it's it's well into the afternoon there now so uh i know you yeah. are you are wound up and ready to go yeah it's- it's like midday. Yeah, midday for you. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on It's Everything. Thank you for having me. Oh, wonderful. And it, I love always starting off our, our program with um, some energetic music. Um, and, you know, I'm here in the studio just, you know, wigging out here to the song. And my producer, Kenny, is behind the screen, you know, bobbing his head. Because he, you don't know Kenny, and a lot of people out there don't. But that's about as much as we get out of him as a little bob of the head. <laughs> but let me just tell you, if he's bobbing his head, he was grooving. That, that, you know, so I'm going to tell you, Kenny, okay. Kenny, like Kenny was bobbing the head, right? okay? He was bobbing the head. So he that's my barometer right there. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. <laughs> so, um, well, you're just now coming off of your number one, Bill board um uh hit dance hit with tony moran again uh Uh with so happy and Uh as i understand is almost immediately after recording that you guys went into doing this one that um is destined to do the same thing because that that thing i mean you can't help but move you can't help but move to this i know i know i I mean there's this this happened really quick like really quick. Yeah, I mean, you just can't even. I, I there, there's just if you ain't moving, honey, we need to ke- uh, check your pulse because you probably yeah. ain't alive. You can't. Uh, yeah. What what is it? You know, I've I've had the privilege of, of speaking with Tony many times um, on this program and and other interviews that I've done uh, with him for magazines and um, you know, so I, I love him. I love talking to him. But what I love the most about him is talking to people who have worked with him on projects and he's produced them as vocalist and I just wanted to ask you what is your experience been you know working with with him because you know I've heard nothing but great things and I'm not expecting to say anything contrary to that but you know each experience is different by you know other people so I kind of want to get your take on what it was like working with him as a vocalist and him as a producer Tony um, being in the studio with him is it's really something else because Oftentimes, when you're in with with different producers, you're kind of producing yourself mm-hmm. or producing your own vocal. And it was nice to not do that mm-hmm. because he knows exactly what he wants to hear, um, and he has a way of getting you to feel what he wants you to feel, mm-hmm. which in turn gives you a take that's 
you know, not so ordinary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like he's like the consummate professional. I mean, mm-hmm. he's it's like the you're in the studio with a legend. You really are. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, I remember the first time that I worked with him. This was back in um, 2005. That's when we met because I was with I was with Junior Vasquez Music at the time, mm-hmm. and Junior and I were on our third record together, and it would it would go on to be my second number one because of Tony, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to he didn't want to use the acapella. He wanted me to come in and record new vocals for him. Like he wanted to produce them. Yeah. And I mean, I was already a huge fan and, and my, and I, I mean, I grew up on club music yeah. and house music and it's almost like producers and singers and DJs were bigger to me than, you know, the stars of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So going to the studio with him, I like, I had to I had to have a drink before I left my house. I was so I was so nervous. I was so nervous to meet him. It's like I had to have like a couple of shots before I left my house. Okay. I was, well, honey, that's how I roll all the time. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, "What the hell am I going to do? I'm going to I'm going to like I'm going to meet Tony Moran." Okay. I'm going to, and I mean, I'm the kind of person that when when music comes out. Even when I was little, when music came out, I mean, I couldn't wait to get it, and I couldn't wait to read mm-hmm. who did what. Right, like, you're oh god, you were so en- like that. Like you want to get the whole who detail. En- yeah, who engineered? Who, who oh my it? god! Oh my god! See, who, we're the who, same. Who pushed the button? There you who, go. Who made this happen? And I mean, the Celine Dion remixes, the Gloria Stefan remixes, um, the like the Madonna remix. Right. All Tony would do, that's how I knew him. So when um, Junior's label said, okay, um, Tony Tony Moran wants to remix your song, but you've got to go in and record with him. And you were like, hi. I thought I was hallucinating. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, because you're right. Because normally when you're doing, when somebody's remixing something that you've already laid out on this particular track you said with Junior... Yeah, it's like they just yeah. take what you've already laid and and lay it over and dice it and splice uh-huh. it the way they want to. Or it's rare that they will call you in to say, you know, I want a new vocal track from like you. Frankie Knuckles did that shit. Mm-hmm. David Morales did that shit. <laughs> and Tony Moran wanted he wanted another vocal. I was like, oh my but, god. But but look at that. Look at the look at the company you just. Named yeah, out of that. Was, that that's why. Crazy. That's why they are who they are. Okay, because they yeah. don't. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. great, and that's where. That's where I met Tony, and a, a bunch of years later. I mean, we. He is super busy all the time, and I did my thing with uh, like people after Junior, and you know this kind of music, this kind of music. And then a few years ago, he called me and he says, I have some stuff for you. Mm-hmm. And there ensued. So happy. And I mean, people don't, I, this, I think that this song is probably the quickest record that I've ever done. Well, you know what? Well, I'm, I'm going to let you hold, I'm going to let you hold that explanation to go into how not only so happy 
you know, and um, but say yes, because you've got two videos out on this that I want to talk about, and mm-hmm. they're directed by the same director and someone you've mm-hmm. worked with before, but these videos are completely different, and mm-hmm. um, and I want to talk about that, and I also want to talk about with you, so you can give you a little moment to think about, is I know Tony co-wrote the song, um, Say Yes, with... Um, um, uh, Mike Greenlee. Mike and I know he had a specific um, message that, you know, is happening with him when they wrote this song. And I want to talk to you about how he kind of conveyed that to you as you were going in the studio to record this. And since it is a quick recording, you obviously felt it right away. So we're going to mm-hmm. take a quick com- commercial break because, you know, Boo Boo here got to pay some bills. And oh, yeah. um, when we come back, we'll be back with the great vocalist, Jason Walker. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Hey, it's Michelle Miao. It's hard these days not to get a question about when I'm getting married or when I'm having kids. I get it. Marriage equality is legal now. I'm in my 30s and in a committed relationship. Marriage may not have a time limit, but what about having kids? I have a lot I want to accomplish before growing my family, like becoming the next Oprah. If I want to wait, what are my options? Join myself and our partner Pacific Fertility Center for a free seminar on egg freezing November 3rd from 6 to 8 p.m. Register at PacificFertilityCenter.com. Space is limited, so register now. That's PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. back thank you all out there for staying uh with me here on it's everything and um i'm up here looking and my producer kenny is grubbing in the booth and didn't offer me one bit a bite of his food i i 
I tell you, you you go away for a quick trip to China, and I come back and look what I get here. Just total disrespect. Just being disrespected on my own show. Don't like it, but I guess I have to live with it. But if you are just now joining enough and you didn't miss, you missed the first fifteen minutes of the show. I am with a phenomenal vocalist who is no stranger to the Billboard charts whatsoever. If I do my math correctly, you know, and it, that is my strong point because I love to count money, um, other people's money. Um, I think he's been on the Billboard charts 11 times, and of those 11 um, hits that he's had, uh, three of them have gone to number one. But I have Jason Walker on the phone. Did I get those numbers right? Because I know you know. You did. Okay. Because you know you, wait, did. you know the artist. Now, oh, honey, no, you missed two or three of those now. <laughs> but like Erica Badu said, honey, okay. we're sensitive about our shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I love that. Okay, that is the truth. Okay, because I had to go down and double. I rechecked, added the one, you know, carried it over, <laughs> made sure it was all up in there. But that was so thing is that... You know, you're an artist that, um, you know, like I said, is no stranger to the Billboard charts and, and has a, a wealth of, 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 um, of, of material out there, and you're, st- and you're going strong to the point where you always sound fresh to me. It doesn't sound oh, – you, do, you. do you know what I mean? You know what I mean. Um, particularly – and I don't, want, I don't want to get any hate letter here because I'm going to get a little, you know, gender specific. Oh, 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 oh I know what you're going to say. But particularly as a male artist because, you know, as, as, as men, men normally age, just like women do, but their voices do sometimes tend to change – quite quickly and your voice is still has that fresh ring to it particularly since you're a high register singer it's you know that's easy to, to go to the wayside and you know i'm listening to and it's like okay who's this new guy and it's really oh it's jason walker i know who that you know i know who that is but your music and your voice continues to stay fresh what are you doing to to keep that vibe going a lot of liquor Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm like. Give me that shot of bourbon before I go on, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. You know what? I, I, I honestly, I, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drink a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a social, social. I like beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge partier. So you get a lot of rest. So, yeah, so, get, get you your know, rest. Get your rest. <laughs> I'm kind of, I, I, I have to say, I feel like I'm kind of boring. <laughs> no, you, you just. I do, I feel, no. like, I feel like I'm kind of boring. I just, I, when I go out, it's not like to go out and get super, you know, super wasted, super fucked up. I can cuss, right? Well, too late. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I love when people do that, though. I can't. It's like, well, honey, it's too late now. We done missed that little 90s. I'm a 300-pound truck driver, seriously. I caught myself and I'm like, oh, I have to No, no, you're fine. You're, you're fine. Um, yeah, I, when I go out, it's all like, it, it seriously is all about, I want to go out and I want to listen to music. I want to hear things. I want to remember what 
happened right. that night. I don't want to get up the next day and be like, where do I go? And, or Yeah, and, and talk to the friends who are there and say, can you fill me in or go on, you know, social media and read what Where's you did. My phone? And read what you did because that's, you know, yeah. that that's another thing that kind of. But no, that's good because, you know, and I know, and there's a lot of young people out there who um, I know are, are making music and stuff like that and, and don't kind of follow that regime. And, and you call it boring, but I just always call it is that I'm, I, not, not an ego type of thing, but, you know, I think one needs to love themselves and be comfortable with themselves to also be alone with themselves. And you, you're, you're just probably one of those people like, you know, I, I don't need to go out and be in a gathering of friends and, and, and people to, to, to feel like I'm um, having a good time and, and experiencing life. I can do that just as well on my own by myself. And yeah. actually, I find sometimes on those times I walk away learning a lot more than I did if I was with, you know, a few of my, true. my friends that's out there. Fair. You know what that's I mean? Very, that's very true. That's so, very it's, true. so that's not boring, honey. You just, you know, let, let's just let's just recant 11 Billboard hits, three number ones. <laughs> that ain't boring. OK, so we, we, we'll, we'll let that just speak for itself. But before we went to break, I, <laughs> but before we went to break, I wanted to, you know, talk to you um, about the because I know these two. These two videos that you did with these Aren't two. They, great? they are great. I never, I never say that about anything that I do, but I'll tell you what, I really, I, I really feel like so happy that video is probably the best thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I owe all of it to Carl Giant because mm -hmm. he was the brains. Like I sent him, Carl and I are friends, we've been friends for a long time, and when we did So Happy, Everything just kind of fell into place. It's such a good song. All of the mixes were beautiful. And I said to Tony, I said, we, whatever we do, it, got, it has to be great. And it can't be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I said, we got to do something different. I said, I know just the person. Mm -hmm. And I sent it to Carl. And he said, okay, I'm in. He said, but we have to go to the Salt Flats in Utah. Yeah, I that's said, what, what I I saw that. I was like, no, you did not venture. That's a that's a haul, honey, from New York. I said, you want to go to the, you want to go where? He said, I'll send you some pictures, and then you'll understand what I'm saying. I said, oh, okay. What are you, what, what are you going to send me? He sent me some pictures. I said, all right, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were in the desert for like four or five days filming everywhere and he did everything everything he edited he all all the special effects the spaceship in the end he built wow he did he did everything he's so talented he's so gifted and when we when they decided that they wanted to do say yes um, Tony and Mike Greenlee got in touch with Carl and they asked him to do another video, but this song is completely different. Mm -hmm. So he wanted it to be really fast, really bright, really fun. And I really Tony. New York. It's so, it's yeah. so, it's so New York. It's City. so it's New so York. York. It is so New York. And it, it is fun. It, it's got, like you said, bright, you've got shiny jackets, uh, gold balloons, and... Times Square. Times Square. Square. Which I can't 
stand, but it was fun that night. And the and the and, and the dancers like doing dancers, the what yeah. would they call that the uh, almost like what they call it flash mobbing it in the yeah. in, in the subway and in the in, uh-huh. and outside. That's that's the feeling, and, and it does represent the song. Like I was saying, as soon as it starts, this is not a song, ladies and gentlemen. We're we already played it at the beginning of the segment, but I'm gonna tell you, Boo, you getting two exposures because we gonna close the show with the song too, but. <laughs> But it's not one of those songs that start like when Tony and them did this song. Like, it didn't start off with a little opening build up. You know, you got a little eight. It like, just starts. Hey, they got no eight bars to get you warmed up. No. Honey, you on the downbeat from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as it opens... All I got to say is commuters are causing some accidents listening to this song because it ain't no... (laughs) They are burning their lips on their Starbucks. They are doing all of that. Listening to say yes because it has that energy from the very beginning. And if I recall... Well, Tony Tony sent me the song and he said, do you you like this? Mm -hmm. I said, I, I... I can't see that I that I wouldn't, so I listened to it and I said, This is great because there was another um there was a demo vocalist on it and the key was a lot lower. Of course. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and Barry White singing it. Okay, and before he <laughs> I said, No, this is great. He said, Well do you want do you want to sing this? Because we're gonna if you do, then we'll do a follow up. I said, Oh well, that's that's awesome. And Moto Blanco Oh, I love Moto. Yeah, they did the mix, which is the one so, we played. Yes, yeah. So he had to call them, and they had to um, they had to replay a lot of things because they didn't want to just pitch it up because it would have screwed with some of the yeah like, some of the sounds. Mm-hmm. So they actually had to play things over so that. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, funny. For, all, for, for all the karaoke singers out there, isn't that just, don't you hate listening out there when someone says, oh, can you take it up three, please? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what Jason does when he goes, <laughs> can you take it up three, please? They, they probably got in front of their computers and they were like, this bitch, okay, <laughs> this bitch. Well, I am just like, you know, this is a great song, and I can't, you know, and, and Tony is one of those, as you've already said before, is one of those people who has a good ear of magic his music yes, to, the, to the to the right yes, vocalist. You know, he's worked with some of the great uh, music divas out there uh, with voices that are very distinct and unique. You know, one of those where you hear it and you know who exactly, you, you don't even have to say the name because you already know who it is. You know what I mean? He's worked yep. with all those people. And I have to say, Jason, you're one of those as well. You, you know, there are a lot of gentlemen out there who have high register voices and sing. But I think with you, when I listen to you, we definitely hear your influence from the church in your register. And, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, your, and your love of R&B, even though you're doing dance music, um, there's different that. But soul- you know what? I grew, I grew up singing soul music. Mm-hmm. I mean, from when I was really little, like my mother has, she has a, a collection of 45s that would be the envy of many a DJ. Trust me when I tell you. And it was all... Motown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I grew up listening to the old Motown sounds. Uh, Tina Marie, um, Patti LaBelle, Shaka. That's like, that's what was on in my house. So you mean your mother and I are around the same age? Is that what you're trying to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Well, you, my mother's 40. How you doing? Oh, no. You, my, well, yeah, your mother's much younger than I, so that's even worse. No. <laughs> no, honey. My mother... My mother is just going to kill me for that. No, you do not. No, wait, wait, wait. I am not. I am not going to be responsible for your death. You are not. You are not going <laughs> to tell your. You are not going to tell your mother's age on my show. And I'll tell you what. She will. She will. She'll be the last person on the dance floor at the end of the night. Okay. Okay. Well, she 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 rolling with my group then. Okay. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm loving that. She's the last person on the dance floor. Well, Jason, I, I'm sorry we don't have more time to spend with you, which all, all that means, all that means, honey, is that at some point in time, you're going to have to come back. Well, you call me anytime. This was fun. Thank you, you know? for having me. I really I, well, thank it. you for, for giving us the music. Thank you for giving us the music. And My I, pleasure. And My pleasure. I think we're going to play So Happy before um, please, we bring please. go into commercial I, break. I love, I love it. So this is a song that just was, was number one um, on the Billboard Dance Charts. And, um, again, a Tony Moran featuring Jason Walker. But you, y'all you, out there keep listening for him because he's already got he, – and, and, and pull up his, his wealth of his music because you can go to iTunes and all them other places there that have Everywhere. the library. Walkermusic.com. We're all over the place. And with 11 hits, honey, you can have him on, re on replay and just party That's your right. heart and party your heart out right. all night. So here is Jason <laughs> Walker and so happy. And then we're going to go into commercial. We'll talk to you later, Jason. Thank you, hon. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too.
Hi, I'm Chuck Spence. I'm the owner of the Maui Sunseeker LGBT Resort, and I'm also vice president of Maui Pride. It's not just the only LGBT resort in Maui, it's the only LGBT resort in all of Hawaii, which is really kind of amazing. Maui Sunseeker actually started years and years before I even got involved. I came along as one of the owners a little bit later in, in life. I came to Maui back in 1978 and absolutely loved the island. I fell in love and I thought, this is where I want to live, this is where I want to be. And so from 1978 until 2008, I finally came alive with the dream and bought the Maui Sunseeker because I realized that this would be the next step in my life and um, thought that this would be an ideal situation because I could do something that, that was my own business rather than making money for other people. It's important to have a place where you know you can feel comfortable about yourself, you can feel loved, and you can feel welcomed by everybody. And I think that that's the ambiance that we try to create. And, and that's the message that, that we try to deliver in all of our ads and trying to bring people to Maui, is that you know we're not just an experience on Maui, we're an experience of Maui. When you think back years ago, how closeted we used to be, and you think about how suppressed we were back then to how open and accepting we are now. And, and it's, it's a good progression for society. It's good that people are, are not just you know, tolerating, but appreciating diversity. And that's the message, is that we really need to make sure that, that people appreciate diversity. I think that whoever you are, follow your passion. Follow what you believe in. Follow whether it leads you down the path of art or whether it leads you down a path of business or you know, some other aspect of internet creativity. Um, follow that and, and just be passionate about what you do. Spotlight on Success and Achievement is brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm so glad that you um, are staying with us. Of course you are, right? Because we know we always have some good stuff going on on It's Everything. We are the weekly Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show. I am your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. And we, um, in the first half of the show, we're speaking with Jeff Jason Walker, a wonderful vocalist, uh, Billboard uh, Charter, Three number one hits, including his um, last, not recent, because he just released a new one that we played called um, Say Yes, but he also just came off a of number one on Billboard Dance Charts with um, So Happy. Both of these, his latest tunes are Tony Moran, of course, a legendary two-time Grammy Award nomination um, uh, producer out there. Uh, Tony Moran is a wonderful guy and um, and Jason is working with him on a, on a few items there. So it's great to have him on the show and playing his music. But now we're going to go into the literary world. I had to actually put on my sunglasses because uh, it helps me think a little bit better. Now, um, and we're lucky to have, you know, this is BB's bundle of books. And uh, we're, we're always um, happy to have great authors out there who are telling stories, and many of them from the LGBTQ perspective. And our author today is a first-time 
published um, author here with uh, Gabriella Megan. How are you, love? I'm well. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, it's so neat to have someone who is coming off their first book, which you are with as told by us. And um, and I know we're going to get into a little bit of, you know, how you started writing, but I wanted to say congratulations on on this and getting it out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's um, really exciting, and it's just been an incredibly long trying journey, but we're here now. That's what I was going to say because, you know, you um, – you know, is it is it as difficult as some people tell me, tell me it is because uh, of getting um, you know stories with you know gay characters and gay storylines and all that is it that difficult because I know in the in the in the TV world there's this there's this like this stupid number with um, what do they call those things when you do pilots that networks have that you can only do two pilots that are LGBTQ oriented each pilot season right um so luckily i haven't actually had to uh deal with that writing a book because um the way i did it was i i wrote the book um basically off of some of my own experiences Mm -hmm. but with a twist and then um i was like okay this is a niche market i know what my target audience is Mm -hmm. so i'm going to self-publish this book and i'm going to promote it to the best of my ability using the resources i can there you go do you do you know diy honey (laughs) (laughs) that's what i say diy that's the name of a good new group i'm gonna have to start a new dance group called diy diy okay um yeah because this story is based you know this book this book this book has a lot of and i have always said this you know, the lies in the gay community, lesbian, gay, trans, no, all them letters, all mm-hmm. of them letters make for good TV, mm-hmm. movie, and books. Don't you think? Our everyday, oh, absolutely. Our, our everyday <laughs> lies are definitely a soap opera to be seen. It is. It is. I it feel really like is. you couldn't make it up. You, know, like you really <laughs> couldn't make it up. <laughs> That's what that, what those comments say. You can't make this shit up. You can't, and you can't. You cannot. This stuff is really real. And what I what I like, and you, I'm, I'm, you've got a real good cast of characters in this book. Thank you. Thank and the you. thing that I want to say is, you it, to, what, reading it, it reads like a movie. It reads like you you wrote it in a way that gave me a little bit of freedom. To visualize, it gave me as, as a reader a little bit, but it was purpose. There was purpose in everything that you wrote, if you know what I'm saying. It wasn't like, yeah. But you didn't, you didn't stifle my imagination by a little bit because I guess I am a part of you, you know, of the community mm-hmm. that I kind of already had some sense. Okay, oh, I know what she was talking about. Then, girl, it's exactly like that when you walk in the bar. Okay, you know what I mean? It's like right. <laughs> so you so you didn't have to spell it out because you like you said you knew your target market, so you didn't have to spell it out. And say, well, let me detail what the wallpaper looked like because right. they have no idea what it looks like when you go to a lesbian bar. What the wallpaper looks like, you know, like right. that type of thing. So, <laughs> but it does read like I would have thought of like you know a lot of I know. Um, TV series have kind of a narrative these days where the per- the protagonist on the show is kind of in the background telling you a part of the story. You know what I mean? There, you right. know, you, and and you kind of do that a lot with your your lead protagonist with Layla. Um, she, you know, she's telling a little bit, and I can kind of even I visualize this in almost TV or movie form. Did you kind of have that feeling when you were writing it, or did it just kind of develop? Did. Okay. 
Um, yeah, no, I absolutely did. And I mean, an ultimate kind of long-term goal of mine is to turn this story into like a short series, whether it's a Netflix series or I don't, I can't really picture it being a movie just because I think that there's so many stories wrapped up in this mm-hmm. one book that it needs to be a series. Yeah. And, um, well, and, and yeah. is Layla, I mean, I know a little bit about your, your background as far as when you said, you know, the high school part and, and being, you know, bullied a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of feeling uncomfortable with walking into the lesbian scene and all of that, mm-hmm. that, that is a part of, of who you are. Is that, am I Absolutely. correct? Okay. Yeah. But is there a little bit of you in some of the other characters that you bring out? The Kathy's, the you know, are are there other parts of you in those characters as well? Um. So, so Layla, Layla, and her experiences are mostly based off of um, major events that had happened in my life, mm-hmm. and then the other characters are strongly based off of other people that I have known and have passed in and out of my life. Okay. okay. So um, I feel a strong connection to those characters because I have experienced similar experiences that Layla has had with these characters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, because you, well, I can tell that you knew these characters uh, in some fashion or because they are so well defined. And I think <laughs> so many of us know people just like them. <laughs> right. And I, I do. I feel like the community, like no matter where you go in, in the United States or in the world, I feel like every LGBTQ community has these, these characters. I feel like these are the main characters, the people that are, the loudest, the people that, you know, everyone kind of knows. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, you know, it's definitely a relatable, relatable story since the characters are so relatable. Like, I feel like everyone has a Jade in their life and everyone has a Kathy in their life and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that that this book has, um, as you said, because you did write this as in mind that they you know that this could be developed into a TV series of course then there has to be a lot of sex appeal there has to be a lot mm-hmm. of sex appeal and yeah. and there has to be a lot of uh, mystery and yeah. in your story there's murder and so we're going to take a quick we're going to take a quick break um, so I can pay some bills to have other people like you on the show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to get back, come back and we're going to continue speaking with Gabriella Megan about her book as told by us, because there's a lot to say. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Hey, it's Michelle Miao. It's hard these days not to get a question about when I'm getting married or when I'm having kids. I get it. Marriage equality is legal now. I'm in my 30s and in a committed relationship. Marriage may not have a time limit, but what about having kids? I have a lot I want to accomplish before growing my family, like becoming the next Oprah. If I want to wait, what are my options? Join myself and our partner Pacific Fertility Center for a free seminar on egg freezing November 3rd from 6 to 8 p.m. Register at PacificFertilityCenter.com. Space is limited, so register now. That's PacificFertilityCenter.com. 
This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care serving your community. Okay, welcome back everybody. We're down to our last segment of uh, this hour today. And the only thing I always hate about this segment is that it is the last segment. Um, but I get really excited because I, uh, when I have guests like my current guests is because we've got a lot to talk about in front. It's a short amount of time to do it, but, but we're going to do that. I have Gabriella Megan on the show, who's the author of As Told by Us, a new intriguing book full of mystery and lesbianism and murder. Yeah, that's my Alfred Hitchcock uh, murder um, on there. So... Gabriel, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, I, we talked a real briefly, you know, that I wanted to kind of um, talk about how you got into writing, and I know that, um, yeah, I know in the bio that that I read on you that you did talk about that you you have you know deal with depression. You had and every day. I mean, we all deal with depression mm-hmm. in some form or another. Um, but you did, um, you know, you were diagnosed clinically. Depressive. What's the word for that? How clinical depression? Clinical depression. Uh Yep. And writing became a great tool for you um, in in dealing and combating um, uh, that. And uh, so, so how long have you been writing? And 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 how did you get from the beginning to this point? I have been writing honestly since I can remember. Probably, Mm -hmm. I want to say it started mostly in middle school. when I was getting bullied a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing, I started off with poetry, and poetry was always an incredible outlet for me. And I still have, like, notebooks about notebooks of just handwritten poems from probably the time I was, like, 13 till now. Okay. Um, I eventually started a poetry blog, which started getting some pretty good traffic. Um, and I still write that to this day. And then once I hit college and started um, experiencing you know, being in the LGBT community, I also got sucked into a pretty toxic and abusive relationship. Um, and writing became more than just an outlet for me. It became my sense of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost gave me 
like an alternate universe to kind of live in, but also dealing with the problems I was dealing with in everyday life. Well, the reason why I, I wanted you to kind of expand on that, because even, and again, reading the book um, and reading the narrative part of it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And not, and not the dialogue between characters, but really, re- I kind of felt that I kind of felt a therapeutic release in mm-hmm. what Layla was saying. And what she was describing was almost as if it was, I got to tell y'all what's going on right now, because if I don't, I'm going to explode because I just can't deal with this stuff. I kind of got kind of almost a release that it, I have to get this out. I've got to tell you step by step what's going on. I, I, I don't know, maybe because cause I, I'll be really honest with you. I didn't read your bio until after I read the book. And I do that normally all the time when I'm interviewing an author because I want to get a sense if I can pick up who you are before I read mm-hmm. what you who you tell me you are. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you yeah. were, I just have to say, your bio was pretty accurate. No. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> because I picked up on a lot of the, so when I read the bio, I was like, oh, I got a lot of that in the, I got a lot of you in this, in this book. And so if, if that was your intention, I definitely got it. If it wasn't, well, it definitely bled out anyway. Yes, well, it, it was. Mm-hmm. It definitely was because I feel like when I was going through the things that I was going through, I tried other outlets. Like I tried talking to friends. I tried talking to family. I tried talking to neutral third parties, and I felt like no one could quite grasp what I was trying to tell them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I needed something else to kind of release that and portray what I was going through. Now, we, you, in this in this book, of course, this isn't about the lesbian community um, at large and your experience with it. And it, and it, you come from a small town. Um, yeah. uh, your character in here comes from a small town, in which she revisits um, in this book, and and therefore, you know, this whole murder and all this kind of stuff takes place. Um, um, but you're not really saying that this is kind of this is how lesbian life is. In, in no. Gen- right, right, okay. No, not by not by any means. Like, I, um, when I started this book, I was actually 18, and it took me about six years to finish the book um, because I was grappling with, you know, what should be in it, what should be left out of it. Um, and I think the, the lesbian community is so much bigger than my 18-year-old self saw it as. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing that now, like, right now I'm, I'm 25, um, I've moved away from that small town. I live in a bigger city now. I live just outside of Philadelphia and I have since traveled the U S and I've met so many incredible, amazing people that are in the community, um, at large, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nothing like the small community that I so quickly got sucked into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, anywhere you go and any LGBTQ community, that you dive into, if you dive deep enough, you're going to find these people and you're going to find, you know, the small toxic circles within the bigger realm. But it's definitely not like that on a larger scale. Um, I wish I would have definitely, oh, I, 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 it's called, oh, what is it? Tell, Telefilms, I'm sure you're mm-hmm. familiar with. Are you familiar yeah. with Telefilms? I am. Okay. And, uh, you know, I know their whole thing about, um, you know, telling stories written by women for women, women, produced by women, directed, all of that is, you know, their, 
their motto for the network and the production company. And I definitely see this fitting in to them. I've interviewed many of their um, screenwriters and, and um, producers and, and actors on, on the show. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see this because this is like a, what I like about it, it does come from a small town perspective. And I like mm-hmm. that in, in because to me, that's where a lot of our problems with the LGBTQ community kind of happen. This is where we find a lot of our young kids who are um, struggling with their identities, mm-hmm. um, having problems and not having anywhere to turn that they think they have nowhere to turn and, right. you know, and resort to, you know, destructive behavior um, mm-hmm. to themselves or to others. And so I'm really glad that you, you know, pulled from this personal experience because that small town thing is real important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. yeah, and I, I, I really want to give you kudos for that and, and drawing upon your personal, I mean, it, 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 I feel the realism. It was a very, and it's not a, it's, you know, it's what, 200 and some, a little over 200 pages. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a difficult read, ladies and gentlemen out there. You know, I'm going to have to tell you, I had a good time doing it because I just got through traveling, you know, China over the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks and, um, and had just recently returned back. And it's like 18 hours on a flight, you need to. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got deep into this bugger. <laughs> I got deep into this. And so, but it's a very easy read. Um, and for those of you who are friends of mine in, in the uh, lesbian community and those in the LGBT community at large, this is a very good book. And I, I applaud you on your, on your first effort in getting it out there. Um, thank you. And thank you for coming on the show. Now, where can we buy where can they find, can they find it at Amazon doc? Where can they get the book since you self published it? Sure. Um, so the physical copies are directly from my website, which is gabriellamegan.com. And there's a little buy my book tab right at the top. And then, um, it's available on all ebook outlets. So Kindle, iBooks, Nook, all that stuff. It's, right up there okay now let me just tell everybody because uh her name is maybe a little difficult for you to, to spell so that would be dot com. a very good um 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 irish girl um <laughs> with a megan um so that's where you can find all the information on getting the book. This is As Told By Us, written by Gabriella Megan. Thank you so much for being on the show and on total success. Oh, also on her poetry blog, blog is Life As We Know It. Is that also on your website? Yes, okay. yes. It's linked to my website as well. Okay. Um, yeah. okay, so definitely tap into all of that. Much success to you in the future, my love. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, no problem. And that wraps up our show for today. Again, this is our first episode of November. We'll be back with you next week, as always, on Sunday at noon on Progressive uh, Voices on TuneIn.com. But we're going to close out the show, bringing back once again Jason Walker and Tony Moran with their latest single called Say Yes. And I'll have to bid and say bye-bye. See you next week. 